Welcome. I welcome you to Ran Out of Talent Podcast. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. You got Joe Jr. running the show. Me? I'm a man just trying to just rip up and go freestyles just for you. Tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take anything. Just get a hold of Junior or Joey and talk about it. But if you the ball on top, you're going to be going to talk about it. What's going on tonight, Joey? Oh, it's cold and we live in Minnesota. And Yeah, really got heavy in January very fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're jumping right out of it next week. Oh, yeah. It's, on Sunday, it's supposed to be like 30 degrees again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm... stupid. What's up, Doug and Jake? How's it going? Yeah, man. So what have you been doing since our last episode? Have you been racing anywhere or? Well, everybody knows I went down to Iowa. That's about the only kind of racing I've done. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless you count iRacing, then I've, I've done a lot of that. Uh, I... God, I want to get back into it, but I have zero time to do it. Understandable. Um, like, okay, so a good example is I was thinking my B7 would have been in this week, and if it would have been, I would have taken Friday off to build it, but I couldn't take that risk, so I had to take Joe 3 and I's B6.4s and turn them back into carpet cars, and that's two and a half to three hours a car. Really? Yeah. Because you change literally 100% everything. I suppose. 100%. And I was hoping to leave my car into a turf. Dude, my car is so good on the turf. And I'm sure the B7 will be better, but I'm very satisfied with my B6.4 right now. Um, Yeah, freaking. Speaking of Joe 3, man, that kid's been pissing me off lately. <laughs> He's at that stage in his life now, huh? Well, you notice how uh, it's a little darker in my background? Yeah. So... Don't tell me he destroyed a light. He destroyed my uh, ring light with the tripod. Oh, no. And my camera was laying on the floor with a busted-ass ring light. He's like, hey, no, I broke it. It's like, the fuck? You didn't. You absolutely knew... Dude, he's, if he would have broke this camera, oh, oof. he'd never be racing again. Game over. Yeah. So anyways, before we get into too much tonight, um, I'd like to tell everybody, go to pwrmerch.com. Check out your ran out of talent gear. Um, yeah, get your t-shirts, mugs. If you ain't got balls, you ain't going fast. Classic logo shirt, all that stuff. I did buy one of those. Mug or shirt? No, the if you ain't got balls, you ain't racing shirt. Yeah. I heard it takes about four weeks. I mean, mine took about three and a half, four. Depends on when you order. I bet True. when it's slower, it's uh, it's a little bit better. So, yeah. So, what you're, you've been fishing and whatnot. You've been digging your ice castle or your fish house out of ice, breaking generators. Oh, and man. Let me tell you, that was a trip and a half. Oh, I bet. I, uh, For anybody that's in the ice fishing here knows that when you get 40-mile-an-hour winds and a little bit of water on the ice, it freezes instantly. Oh, yeah. Well, my canvas, the bottom skirt on my cam or on my tent or on my hub is about that wide. Yep. The entire part of it was froze to the ice. At what point do you just leave it? You don't. Why won't you? Just... You got you got to do it. Why? Because that's that's like seven to eight hundred dollars. You're just leaving there. True, true. But I've seen them used for far far less. Yes, but I wanted to buy something that was you know I got a really good deal on it first of all. Okay, that's why I bought it brand new. Yep. Um, but I've kind of learned with ice fishing is you can buy used stuff and it could be good quality, but you're gonna have some issues with it down the road. Yeah. It's it's just the same thing with buying a used race car. Right. Right, right. It's fine and dandy for the first, you know, however long and then 
you you run into something new. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of used race cars, I'm still I haven't even made any progress on Joe Three Street stock. Dude. So oh Dave is wondering what lake. Lax. Yeah. I've been on a big Malax kick this winter. Okay. And it's kind of convenient because it's only hour-ish. Right around they got hour, ice up there? Minutes. Huh? They have ice? Plenty. I was out three and a half miles. Beth and I went out or went up there uh, less than a month ago to the casino. Mm-hmm. And that whole side of the lake was lined with fish houses waiting. There was not a drop. There's maybe a little ice on the very edge of the shoreline. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Man, it froze fast, huh? Right when we got to those negative temps or like the single digit, double, like low double digit temps. Yeah. It froze. Because the thing, the thing of it is, is in the summertime, all the warm water is on top, the cool water is on bottom. Yeah. Well, at some point between fall and winter, it does this. Okay. So the cold water's on top, the warmer water's on bottom. So once you get those lower degree temps, the ice is going to form like that. Gotcha. And once the whole lake is froze over, yep. then it's going to start really making ice because all that ice isn't being pushed to one side of the lake. Okay. <laughs> and then right it'll be springtime. <laughs> yeah. Right at the beginning of the season... Um, the north end had no ice, yeah. but Wacon Bay and Cove Bay and Isle Bay all had ice. Okay. Well, all the ice that was being formed on the main lake, it all pushed south. Okay. So it wasn't able to make any ice on the north end. So all that ice got pushed, which made for really shitty ice conditions. Yeah. Yeah. And now that it's getting cold, everything's starting to freeze. Right. Oh. And I so. actually just booked a, a, rental, a rental house for... A few weeks out. Cool. Yeah, you're saying that uh, before we went. So you're doing a, and that, I mean, yeah, to do what you're doing is fine, except for when it gets into the negative temperatures and all that other junk. Ice camping is cool when you're out there in the negative degree temps, but as long as there's no wind, it makes for even better. Right. Because then you won't run into the stuff I ran into. Yeah. I gotcha. I'm pulling so. up results for. The racing that has happened since. And she she told me today or yesterday that she wanted to go take an ice castle out or go stay in an ice castle for a weekend because she just wanted to be out in those negative temps, which is understandable. Well, an ice but, castle but, is nice. Oh, yeah. And this and, is a, Unless you're towing it. Are you I towing, am towing it? Oh. Hope you don't get any crosswinds like uh, Jimmy. Yeah, that would have been... Well, he also went up to Lake of the... I think he was going up to Lake of the Woods at Red Lake with it that week. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, the wind just tipped him right over. So, toy But yeah, we're going to take that out that weekend and go hang out in a castle. Gotcha. Me, her, and I think one of my buddies. I yeah. Think. Man, there's a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of racing, too. So next week, I'm not going to be racing oval, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, so last Friday, last Friday, I'm sitting there thinking, well, is a Friday night at Dollar Hobbies. I'm like, well, it's going to be a slow night. It's going to be a nice, easy night for me. And no, I mean, it was fine, but we got 67 entries because the weather. So I was on my, I left work at like three o'clock and, Right when I got to the east side of the cities, it got really slippery, very slippery. Like, hold on, type. (laughs) So I get to Dollar, and I start putting in entries. And usually when I get there and start putting in entries, I'm up to like 50 right away. I'm sitting there at like 25 to 30. I'm like, all right, you know, it's going to be a light night. Six o'clock, we had about 40-ish entries. Then between 6 and 6.15, we got another 20-something. So it was a busy, very busy night. Very busy night. Um, still got out at 11 o'clock, which isn't bad. Um, the layout was a little something less to be desired. 
Jeff's still learning stuff, and he was trying something, and it just didn't work out. Um, the only thing that bugged me a little bit was um, there were a lot of broken cars because it was all very high-speed type scenario. Mm-hmm. It, like um, two, two of the big jumps were run up to it and then let off, which... You can learn with a little bit of practice, but a lot of the newer guys were having ha- having a tough time. Yeah. Um, I've been informed the layout is changing for the border battle this coming Saturday. But uh, let's look. Frickin' Tor. Oh, my God. He's got that buggy. Go. He's got that buggy dialed. So, Tor won it. Kyle took second. He was in the lead for a, for a lap or two, but he ended upside down in this middle section. So, you go off the back straight, and then you go over this long, like, tabletop pyramid deal, and then you go around a corner. Then you go in this really high-speed section, and right in the beginning of it, there was a single jump. And right around where the landing is, there was like a point of a chicane that everybody was running into and flipping. Um, So that's where Kyle ended up upside down and losing the lead. But yeah, I believe Torot's leading the points by a bit at this point. But Torot won it by Kyle Holmberg in second and Braden Nelson in third. How is that old fart still fast? He's not. His car wasn't. He well. I shouldn't say he's fast. Don't get me wrong. But he was just insanely consistent on a track that was impossible to be consistent on. So his consistent was like 97.8. What's and going on, Lance? How you doing? Kyle's consistency was 93.1. So right there tells you everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, Lance, yeah, Lance checking in. He was there. He broke a bunch of stuff, too. (laughs) Oh, man, let's see what else do we got. We got, um, let's look at four-wheel drive. Kyle Holmberg won that one, followed by Ethan Mickelson and Chad Neiman in third. Ethan and Kyle were battling like dogs, and then, again, it was just one bobble off of Ethan that gave Kyle that breathing room. And let's check out some intermediate two-wheel buggy. Michael Luplo won that one, followed by Sarah Beard and Chris Doe's. And Spec Slash, Strat McKinley, followed by Eddie Tennelson and Andrew Beadle. So it was still a busy night. Yeah, Lance broke two arms off the big jump on his two-wheel. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, and again... Jeff's still learning about off-road and jump placement. Yeah, I think uh, he drew out a layout, and then um, he's working with us to figure it out, and we'll have a different layout for the border battle on Saturday. But, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then, so, Saturday, I went to the toy box with zero sleep. And when I say zero, I mean, dude, I was... You stayed up all night switching everything back over, didn't you? No, I stayed up all night uh, race directing Playing and then video dri- games. No, driving home from the track. I got home. Yeah, dude. So I get off onto ninety four, off of uh, Radio Drive or whatever, and there's a semi truck upside down and jackknifed in the ditch between the uh, east and westbound. Of course. And then it's like, all right, so kick in a four-wheel drive, start going 50, hit about 55, and in four-wheel, my truck got upset. Like, all right, I'll back off. And every time it's like around every exit, because you know the way from uh, from uh, Woodbury to Elk River, it's like 94 to 6, 94 to 10 to 35 to 10. You know what I mean? It's just back and yep. forth. Around every little exit and junction, there was a car into the guardrail or upside down or Cam and Lance both saw the same semi. Yeah. 
Speaking of Cam, Cam, I didn't forget about you. I actually did forget about you on the way up there, but I did not forget about you. I will come pick those up soon. Yeah. So I got home around 12.31. Dogs had me up at 4. Oh. Yeah. So they had me up extra early. But I went to the toy box because I had to shake that monkey off my back with my wheeler. And I did. So I figured out some stuff. So I started working on my wheeler thinking it'd be a... I started stripping it down and thankfully I started with the front end. I started pulling the chassis protector. I'm like, huh, the screws in my B block were insanely loose and were only being held in by my chassis protector, but they weren't bulging. So it's like, I wouldn't have ever guessed it. So then I did a little test. I'm like, did I really miss this? And then I hooked everything back up, put my A block back on, tightened everything down, and the B block was seemingly tight, but I could get it to nudge here and there. So it's like, eh, it's something that, whatever. And then I put on a different shock tower guard and then some uh, plus two steering arms, and the car was super dialed. But, yeah, for four-wheel, I won that one, followed by Jordan Shepard and Matt Crum in third. There is only... You know, I had a don't be a douchebag moment on Saturday. Oh, God. (laughs) So I was sitting there writing up a race report, hashtagging sponsors to a club race that had 19 entries or 23 entries. I'm like, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. That is fucking insane. You know, if I do somewhat well, if I make the one of the A's at the border battle, because there's going to be like 100-plus entries there, of course I'm going to write up my regular race report. But I wasn't going to do it for a sub. And there's nothing wrong with a light race day at all. Nothing at all. Um, It's just, dude, that that's the worst thing ever. It really is. Um, so yeah, it, that, it, I had so much fun though. Cause it, we were just, <laughs> Kyle says, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, stock buggy, Tony Slenton won it. I took second, Matt Crum took third. I had a great car. I was just too damn tired to drive and yeah, but that's still no excuse. Um, stadium truck, Austin Wolf won it, followed by Jordan Shepard, Macrom. But yeah, it was, it was a great day of racing. It was a great day of shaking things out. Um, you know, they had something I really, really liked there. So they, for the border battle race, they had this outside double that was a ri- right before you hit the front stretch. There was just a real, was it? Once you practice, it was fairly simple, but it was kind of a pucker moment every single time. Well, they replaced that with a big looping roller. So you wanted zero air off that. You did not want your front tires coming off the ground on that. Mm -hmm. And if you made a mistake in a lap, that was just a great spot to reset and then... All right, forget about everything. That's one thing I really liked. I, I like rollers like that that just make you breathe and go, okay, you know. So, anyway, um, yeah, so besides the results, I got some day after shit from our last podcast that happens all the time. Of course. Um, Cavalry to Sparco the other day just took his first practice runs with it i don't think he's as serious about it as uh pavitas and all those guys doesn't really seem like it uh because tyler jones was at sic last week he was yeah speaking of tyler jones did you see he's selling all of his sandwa stuff yeah <sighs> I'm that about... only means one thing yeah but i'm about to join that i'm about to join that I really Come on, man. Well, Joe three for sure. Okay. Joe three for sure. Cause he needs a left-handed radio and it's either that or find a way more expensive used M 17. 
because he's a lefty. And uh, they don't make, like, I wish they made an MT-44 or an MTS or whatever that goes left-handed, but they just don't. So. That's understandable. It's going to be the Noble, and he doesn't even need a pro. You can get the regular Noble NB4 with two receivers for, like, 220 bucks. John Shore, wait, Joe Jr. to fly sky. Well, maybe. I don't know. I still, I can't, until my radio screws up on me, I'm not doing anything. But Joe 3 is going to need a radio here pretty soon. Ryan Knutson, check it in. How's it going, Ryan? Yeah, Alan Smith. Oh, yeah, no shit. That was uh, Alan Smith was talking about how about Brandon Rose just destroying Mayfield and Fenda at SIC. Hey, Jake Wiggs checking in. You know what changed? You know what changed in Brandon Rose's program? What's that? That's in my notes. <clears throat> Brandon Rose to J Concepts. That's yep. what happened. That was his first big race on J Concept tires, at least that I'm aware of. He's had the same car, same motors, whatever. Well, he's been on S-Works. This is his second year because he was on a Gamma, I want to say, 2022. Mm -hmm. So sophomore year with the car, he's used to it. And then on an excellent tire. And it's not like it was like he's eked it out a little bit. No, dude. He ran the fuck away. It was awesome. He did. He ran the fuck away. I did see that, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's going to pull up Chili Bowl, but, uh, I mean, I, you know, I noticed Seth wasn't there. He Doesn't he usually go to SIC? Yeah, but there's some other stuff going on. I, it's not really my place to talk yep. about, but there's yep. some other stuff going on. Yeah, I figured, but, ah, man, there it is. Southern Indoor Champs, race results. Because I want to say another thing. So Fuller's went to S-Works. I did not think they were going to go that way. I really didn't. No, that, that kind of surprised me too. Well, I'm not in the know. Like, Keenan's like, oh, yeah. You know, he's like, I really want to see the Fullers to X-Ray, but they're going to S-Works. I'm like, how do you know that? But, you know, Keenan's going to all these big races. He has that company now. And, you know, he hears way more than me. Um, there's some oddball guy that, you know, knows is like four people separated from this pro that left a company that I get these weird PMs, dude. I really do. It's like, hey, this guy's going here. It's like, no, they're not. They're, that's not even a company anymore. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Brandon Rose won. Dakota Fenn took second, and Mason Fuller ended up third. He did not have the best time qualifying, but... It wasn't, he made the main, but it, he had to climb his way through. Mayfield in fourth. Tyler Jones with that new Sparko in fifth. And that is a serious Sparko driver. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? Yeah, Ryan Knutson saying S-Works is a good car. They have been making good changes to their vehicles. Yes. You know, they've come a long way from um, when Hara ran them. When Hara ran them, A, he was just going for a paycheck, and B, they, I would consider him like uh, another Team C or a caster back in those days. They just weren't good. But they are now. Absolutely they are now. Um, race result. Um, Pro Electric Buggy, and again, well, Ryan Mayfield won that one, followed by Dakota Fenn and Mason Fuller with another podium. I don't consider top five podium. I'm sorry, guys. Top three. Top three or F your mother. That's kind of like the, the difference between World of Outlaws and Lucas Oil. Yeah. World of Outlaws, their, their podium's top three. The Lucas Oil, their podium's top five. Yeah. Well, the Olympics, top three, the end. 
And Nitro Truggy, Dakota Fenn wins, followed by Camden Lyon and Ryan Mayfield. You want to know what the consistent is? There was S-Works in TLR in all the podiums. You notice that? I did notice that. Kind of a, yeah, yeah. Kind of a doozy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, Austin Wolf top three is podium, end of story. Correct, Cam, podium is three. Right, and it's not to disparage, like, if, I mean, if I even got a top five in any of those races, I'd be on top of the world, but, yeah, it's, it's not a podium if you're in fifth. I'm sorry. But good showing. A lot of people like their new rides, it seems. Um, here's something. Uh, Sammy Miranda one-up and one-ups team associated. That was interesting. I didn't um, see that one. Yeah. So Sammy Moran was TLR all day, every day. I thought he was going to leave TLR in 2022 because the writing was on the wall. They weren't going to have a new two wheel buggy, but I get, I bet you they went, wait, 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 we, we might have something for you. Let's just see what happens. And then nothing, nothing, nothing. And then either a Keenan's on, how's it going? Keenan, great work this weekend. Keenan's working all the races. I mean, dude, dude, dude took his podcast and made a career out of RC. It's awesome. Chris Wecheck. Hey, gentlemen, how is Sportsman Class at Dollar? Is there a good younger group? Yes, Chris. Bring your boy. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Tim Crystal checking in. Everybody's popping in now. Yeah. Chris Wecheck. Yeah. Come have your boy come run Sportsman. Oh. I don't think uh, the problems that were on the, uh... yeah, Keenan goes, thanks, it was awesome, and good to see new winners. I'm telling you, man, this is not going to be Brandon Rose's first and only win this year. I bet you he gets at least two or three more. I mean, he he does well at P&B also. You know, Brandon Rose, I would say, you could look at any final from the past two to three years, and he was in sixth place every single time. Just right there. Just right in that sixth spot, unless he broke. Yeah, I think with um, him being on J Concepts Rubber, he uh, and nothing disparaging to Hot Race, but he just might agree with the J Con Rubber way more. A lot of people do. But there's there's guys out there that are crushing with TZO. There's guys out there, you know, it's... I think a lot of companies have figured out the quote-unquote compound. I think it's just trying to find what tread patterns you're most comfortable with and who can you get the best... Except for Matrix. Matrix is never going to figure it out. They're going to keep plucking these pro drivers and they're going to keep ruining results and wrecking careers. Um, speaking of hot race, uh, Juan Carlos Canassis happened like the week of our, right after our last episode. Um, what Joe needs to come run. Oh, you mean Joey needs to? Yeah. Joey does need to come run. Well, Joey's been running oval. We'll talk about that in a second. Juan Carlos Canassis out of hot race. I didn't see any announcement of what tire company is going to go to. Maybe he's going to do the smart thing and privateer for a little bit. Because think about this. You have Ungaro stuck on Matrix tires. And I would say the only person in Europe that, I mean, you could say, yeah, Ronald Falk, but Ronald Falk's also stuck on Matrix. So take out Ronald Falk, the only person that's as close to Ungaro in Europe is Juan Carlos Canas. Now imagine him being able to choose whatever fucking tire he wants. He's going to win the Euros by four fucking laps. No problem. I mean, Juan Carlos Canas, I could see him being a world champion if he privateers on tires easily. But I'm, get, I'm he probably will announce something. I probably missed it, or he's going to probably announce something this week. 
damn oval guys. I'm turning into one of those oval guys. But uh Hey, don't knock on them until you try it. I'm I'm twenty five percent oval guy. I'm twenty five percent. Joey's like eighty percent. No, try like ninety. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of oval, uh what do you think of this? Does this look a little bit better? Yeah, but you're gonna need some um decals. It's a little dark. That's backed with that. Oh, fuck. What color was that? Yeah. Jordan Freestead says oval is where. Oh, what the? F- what are you doing that for? Is that like. It was cheap and I was at Walmart. Is that Rust Oleum? It is Rust Oleum. Oh. But shit, dude, this shit doesn't scratch. Yeah, but it. What's going to happen is it's going to flex and like come off in like half dollar size chips. Alan Smith is not an oval fan. So anyways, it's just the kind that's actually supposed to stick to plastic. Yeah. Yao Figueredo. Yeah. Yao Figueredo out of Tecker, Spencer Heckert to techno. So one in one out of techno, Um, but different teams like ones. uh, Jordan prefers flex seals for bodies with wraps. I can't. No way. Um, Yeah. And I was hoping that the B, I mean the B seven, yeah, it's released, and we've seen all the pictures of it and all that other junk. I was really, I I was watching my account all day. I was hoping my order would go from received to shipped, and it did not, because that car just can looks you, right. Can you, can you fit? Can you fit one in there for me? No, I can't. I can't. I mean, me and Joe 3 after the first run. That's about what I can do. Uh, Tim Crystal, so you are killing... Right, Tim has a point. So you know you're killing your center of gravity with heavy paint. Lower CG is faster. Not on oval. Uh, yeah, Yeah, you're right. So, Tim, all these guys, and they're right. They're not wrong, but they're putting all these heavy lead weights on the rear high up body post. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. The higher, okay, so it's the same thing as a, like an actual late model. Yeah. The higher you can get the lead, the better traction and the more bite you're going to have coming out of the corner. <sighs> For the reason of you're trying to make the car top heavy so it dives. Right. You don't want to make it lower. Yep. They're low heavy because it's just going to want to slide. You, the higher you put it up, the more roll it's going to have. Okay. Or okay. in some cases, if you put it on the left rear, the more it's going to weigh the left rear down, which is going to produce left rear traction. Gotcha. That's why you see a lot of guys put lead on the... on the. Uh, yeah, system. I can't. Uh. So let's uh, take a look at some uh, some chili bowl results. Okay, I'm really confused now. Where the hell did my Midwest mod go? I don't know. I don't know either. One person I know the name of won it. Tyler Hooks won it. Yeah, you're. I gotta paint. I got my body. I gotta paint it. I might have to borrow yours. <laughs> put it. This is why they put it like right here. Yep, they put it right you're, there. You're weighing the. You're weighing the left rear down, which is in turn is gonna make this. Um compress more yeah because it's weighing it down yeah tim i'm i'm getting all lesson in this oval stuff myself it is it's a completely different world it's way different lance is saying uh lance parker also talking about oval i'm talking to the guys at island speedway i'm trying to get a big foam tire and rubber tire oval race going there all the guys I know that race foam tire cars don't have a great track to race on, and I'm hoping to have one big race. Our home track for foam cars closed last year, and we're hoping to have Midwest National Race. Hoping they will do that there this year. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so anyways, sprint car, outlaw sprint. Tyler Hook wins it, followed by Chad Jones and Raymond Beninowski. Um, the only person I really recognize there is Tyler Hooks. So anyway, 
Will Britton went too. Yeah, Will, he took um, 20th overall in sprint and 15th overall in late model. That's pretty damn good. I mean, consider like he had a tough time in um, in seeding, and he just kept climbing his way out of it. So, for his hey, Zach Rose took third in a uh, late model. Zach Rose has the best race reports on Facebook by far. Also, too. Uh, YouTuber Ryan Styles Harris, Harris is making the switch over to Oval too. I saw that. Pat saying that too. So I didn't see how he did. How do he do? I saw that. I saw that he he missed practice. Yeah, uh, I think he got in late. What? I uh, I can understand maybe if the flight was delayed. Maybe. But other than I think, that, I think it has something to do with his flight. Okay, because other than that, getting into a late, getting in late to a race of that caliber is not excusable. Not really. Uh, Jordan said Zach ran Dustin's A mod. That's awesome. Now Zach's a hell of an oval racer. I want to meet that guy one day, but I don't race enough clay stuff except for at the farm. So anyway, hey, speaking of the farm, I'm going to this weekend, they finally open back up. Yep. That is a long break. 21st, 20th, 20th, because I was going to say, I'm unfortunately going to miss that one. So will I, because I have to work. Oh, well, you had a lot, a lot of time off. So, um, no, the 20th, um, is going to be the next round of the border battle at Dollar Hobbies. Uh, last time we had 114 entries. It was 115 entries, but I removed myself from the program because I can't announce and uh, race at the same time, but we've already established that. So it's going to be a busier day. Yes, this coming weekend, Ryan. Um. So I'm super pumped about that. Uh, Cam, I'm racing. Uh, Jeff is announced are doing the RD work. I, I just I have to race. Especially, so did you know? Go ahead. Did you know this weekend they had a monster truck race at the toy box? Yes. So we were done at three o five, and uh, and. I didn't see any monster truck guys come, but I knew they were on their way. John's like, hey, how's the turnout? I'm about an hour out. And I told him we're just starting the mains. And, you know, the second we were done, I was out of there. But, yeah, they were pulling. They pulled up all the pipe and all that junk. And they had their own, like, they do, like, I want to say monster jam style. I want to say they have, like, a monster jam style race. And then, yeah, John's saying they had a blast. And then, John, do you guys do a freestyle? That's what I want to know. I know you used to do freestyle. I'm not sure if you guys still do. Yeah, they do freestyle. Yeah, those monster trucks are awesome. Uh, I've always wanted to build a monster truck, but I price out what I want to build, and I'm like, man, that's a new A scale. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even even looked into them to be honest i have and uh evan tap checking in how's it going evan yeah i mean the racing is awesome and i was talking to senior about that on the way there the problem with like trying to race monster trucks on he's saying you could have a race ready lmt for 700 bucks I'm sure I'd want to do John, you know me though. You know I would see something that I'd have to put on the truck. There'd be <laughs> another $200 and then another 200 and then cuz it's me you're not talking to a rational person. John saying you can have a ready to race LMT for 700 bucks. And I he's 100% correct, I guarantee it. But that's just not me. <laughs> 
So Senior and I were talking about that on the way to the toy box because we knew there was a monster truck race happening that night. And it's like on a 10th scale track, they're just too big. And on an 8th scale track, they're too small. You would have... They used to do stuff to the 10th scale tracks back in the day to make them more, to make them better for a monster truck. They like used to do shit that I absolutely hate in 10th scale, like put out like two by four whoop sections and junk. Like this was back in the eighties. I do have video of it, but they would make monster truck courses out of current 10 scale layouts that made it better but yeah it'd be rad if uh monster truck i mean it's growing every time i see john post about it monster trucks are growing in the state i'm gonna have to make it to one of those yeah i know frank i think frank and clayton went yeah frank and clayton both went and i want to say they have a mini mini monster truck i don't know if mini's the correct word but they have a smaller scale monster truck class and they have a full, full blown out, but yeah, monster trucks, they do look like a blast, man. Um, and then yeah, Saturday, you're right. Um, hobby farm is going to be back up and running. I'm kind, I'm really hoping they continue on the success that they had in the fall to early winter i am too it's been fun racing there because i mean i've been there three or four race nights and i want i want to say the lightest night was like 90 entries yeah jake is saying it's a lowsy uh mini lmt class i mean that's take you up on that john let me know when the next race is yeah yeah we got to figure out when the next race is maybe it'll i mean I'm sure I'll have something good to race at the toy box and just stay there for a little bit and run one of their vehicles. Jake says he has spare trucks. Jake, I can't get anything more. February's up. I'm out of town February 17th. Um, That is the island off-road race, and then the day after they're having the oval race. Jacob, I am... Off-road side, I'm ready. Oval side, I will be ready. Um, but I finally got my wheeler shaken out, Jacob. You might have missed that part. I can't tell you how bad it screws with me when I have a vehicle that's not working well and I can't figure it out. Like, I was... This is going to sound terrible. And as I'm thinking of saying it, I don't want to say it, but... Yeah, I lost sleep over the way that wheeler was working. <laughs> I literally lost sleep. Uh, J- John was saying uh, the loners are good. Clayton was rocking one of Jake's. Uh, yeah, Joey, are you going to Island that weekend? I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't know what I'm doing until like two days prior. Yeah. Well, I was going to say my truck's full because it's going to be me, Senior, Joe 3, and uh, Austin Jacobson in my truck. We got to find an oval car for Senior. I have one right here. Okay. If you're not... 230, 230 bucks. We'll talk about it. Maybe. I don't know. It's not me. It's not me. I'm selling it. Oh. It's Frank Miller. Oh, oh, that street stock. Yep. God, I wish that would have been available, but we're not going to. It is available. No, I wish that was available when I bought Joe 3s. Oh. Because I bought the same body and everything. Oh. It's the same damn car. It's the same car. 6-1 street stock. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm looking at the post right now. It's up on Facebook. Yeah, under the RC Racing Group for anybody who wants to look at it. Yep. Oh, Doug Reek. Yeah. So the Frozen Tundra down at Southern uh, Minnesota is having a race next week too. It was postponed from last week. I'm kind of curious if they got a blizzard down there because I'll tell you this much. Friday on the way home from Dollar, it was scary to drive. Saturday morning at 7 a.m., 
I took basically the same way to uh, the toy box and the roads were completely clear. I mean, completely. Uh, you think it was, like I said, you think it was bad out there? Yeah. Dude, it was terrible out on the lake. Right. Jacob's saying uh, he switched diffs so it's lighter in the front and thicker in the rear. Drive. I did that too, Jacob. So you hear what we're doing with the diffs, Joey? Mm-mm. So it's always been two and a half million center on the carpet. Mm-hmm. In the rear, depending on the size of the track. So for the smaller tracks, it's about 100K in the rear. On the bigger tracks, it's about 200K in the rear. And then 4K in the front. Drives wow. like a two-wheel, except you have the pole out of the corner. So it's easier to drive. It's significantly easier and it's smoother. So I haven't done that to Joe three. I don't think I'm going to have time to do that to Joe three car, Joe three's car this week. Um, I don't think I'm going to have time. Uh, I have too much junk going on. I mean, person, I mean, fun stuff. So like tomorrow I have a two hour massage booked after work. I'm not doing shit after that. I can tell you that right now. And then, um, and then, uh, Wednesday's jujitsu Thursday is, uh, Muay Thai and jujitsu. And then Friday, I'm hoping to set my pits up at least a dollar because that's how busy it was last time that there were people pitting downstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cam saying the diff setup would make sense. It does. It's so, um, right after our main Jordan, and I are still like, you know, kind of shaken from the main load. I'm like, Jordan, try my car. And he drove, he's like, Oh my God, that's so much more stable. And I go, dude, it's all in the diffs, all of it. So anyway, um, what else, you know, we, let's see. I just seen this. Emerson Sturgeon went down to SIC and yeah. dude. Did he make a main? I think so. Cause I saw he got interviewed from Keenan. Mm-hmm. Um who They're else? supposed to be I think they might be live right now, the Hobbyplex show. They probably are, and I feel bad, but last night I just wasn't feeling it. Like you gave me the option of Monday, and it's like Monday it is. Yeah, we got today off. It's kind of weird. <laughs> no, but a lot of people had today off, and that might be one of the reasons that uh, our B7s aren't shipping. True. Although, I mean, yeah, you know, we I don't think we have any external questions. I'm just double-checking. They Do, are live. Oh, I feel bad. I do. But... We should we should join streams one day. Just have a dual <laughs> podcast. How fun would that be? It would be a ton of fun. Um, and I bet you that they use StreamYard because they talk about cost. And guess what? A little dirty secret about the podcasting game: your RSS feed is only twenty dollars a month, and that's the feed that puts it out to. Um, Apple, Spotify, wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. Now, a lot of people do their podcasts like this. <laughs> Cam says here the B7 one's coming in November. You know what's funny, Cam? That B6.4 came out in the spring of 2022. It just feels like yesterday. And it really does. It feels like my car is brand new, even though it's not. Uh, for two wheel at dollar, I run uh two gear twenty k. For two wheel drive at dollar, really? Yeah, that Doug was asking. Um, but anyways, twenty bucks a month. Who cares? But now Streamyard, this is more expensive, and you add this on because this is so much better than Zoom. It's so it, it's worth the cost. It really is. Because with Zoom, oh, Kyle's saying two gear. Oh, I got to change my diff. Kyle's saying two gear 80K. Well, I I mean, looks like I'm going two gear 80K. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going heavy in that rear diff. 
they were running um I know Jason put either 80 or 100k in the diff Jason White put 80 or 100k in the diff of his stadium truck on Friday and it said it just calmed it way down I I think we're not uh, spools isn't the right answer but we might get close to a spool one day. Dwayne saying, good evening, fellas. Wow. Cam's anywhere between 100K and 260K2 gear. All right. Well, I'm running way too light. I'm ru- I'm running 2023 shit, Joey. Really? <laughs> yep. Because 2024 is we're doing 80K in the rear. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not too hard to do a diff. It takes 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, yeah, man, you got anything else? What else oval is coming racing, up? Oval racing, oval racing, oval racing. Yeah, check There's out a the... couple. So there was a couple of races me and Frank were talking about. Um, they're a little bit bigger races. Let me see if I can find our conversation here. Um, so I know, like, uh, didn't Phil Jones go to the Chili Bowl? Uh, not this year. Not this. So there were like a couple of hobby farm guys that went. Jordan Freestead went. Okay. Uh, who the heck else went? It was Freestead, and I think one other person from Minnesota. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you know what? It's now not out of the realm of possibilities next year if I keep liking Oval. I was kind of, you know, honestly, I was kind of thinking about it. Like, it, it's it's a week-long race, so you got to take a week's worth of vacation off. But, I mean, just going down there and experiencing the RC Chili Bowl, but yet the actual midget Chili Bowl going on yes. in the same two facilities. Yes. So one of my – I told you about the uh, guy who drives uh, – he's a truck driver for my work, and he comes and talks to me, and he um, pits uh, super modified for a guy. And I showed him the RC Chili Bowl. He's like, huh, where is that? I go, it's at the Chili Bowl. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, it's at the Chili Bowl. The building right next to the Chili Bowl. Yeah, You know, I got a question for you. I'm sure I have an answer. Does Tony Stewart still own some of Custom Works? Yes, he owns, I think, all of it. All of it? I think so. Okay. I think he completely bought out the previous owner. Okay. I think. If not, he owns like, I think half, maybe a little bit more than half. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, man. I Was he at the event? I wonder if he is at the event. No, I don't think he was. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't typically. I, I've only, the only person I've seen there is Kyle Larson. Okay. I got and you. That was, I think, last year or the year before. He oh. actually tested a RC sprint car. I think. <sighs> No, he tested one. Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, those guys don't have time though. They're going. They're racing every week from February to November. Especially him. He just ran the Wild West Shootout. Yep. And then he flew to Tulsa to run a midget Thursday night. That's insane. And then he flew back to New Mexico to race at the Wild West Shootout Friday and Saturday because his whole intention was to make. Um, make a main at the Chili Bowl on Thursday. Yep. Because then he would fly, after racing Friday, he would fly to um, Tulsa, race the main at the Chili Bowl on Saturday, and then fly back to New Mexico to race the main at the Wild Shootout. Dude, that... uh, That's got to drag you down somewhat, flying that much. Well, he's got to... The duty drove for at the Chili Bowl actually got him a jet. Like I, I know, but still. Uh, Kelly Roberts is saying Tony Stewart is a drag racer now, and Cam says chasing the money. Right. So I remember the big deal. I, I don't know if it's still a big deal now, but back in the day was to run the Indy 500 and the Charlotte 600 in the same day. And they would take a helicopter. Mm-hmm. and the exhaustion the drivers felt 
after just don't doing those two, I couldn't imagine going back and forth four days and just boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's insane, man. But yeah, I mean, if you love it and like Cam says, if there's good money in it, F it, do it. Do it. Yeah. So like I was saying for upcoming races, there's a big race called the Icebreaker. It's at Limestone Raceway over in Can Kakini Can Kaki, Illinois. Yep. There's Me a and lot Frank of were talking about that one, but yep. we think it'd be a little bit more feasible to go to Nope, not this one. The Heart the Valentine's Day Massacre. Where's that? Um, where is it? Um, Island. Oh, I think gotcha. that's the, that's the, oh no, this is the week before. Yep. That's the week so before. So that one is Saturday, February 10th. Yes. So the race, our race we're going to is just a regular club race, February 18th. So this one's the week before. Yeah. Uh, Dave uh, Shalwig is saying some of the drivers at the Chili Bowl were racing RC and midgets. Oh, I'm sure. You know, that would be difficult, though, don't you think? Not really. The, you don't think you would have any, like, back-to-back scenarios? Like, you're The drive- only back-to-back scenario you have is if you were racing a midget and then you'd have to go buzz over to the RC Chili Bowl to make well, it. That's what I'm saying. Let's say you're in your mid, or let's say you lose track of time. You're racing your RC car, and then all of a sudden, oh, you're up in your mid. Oh, you miss your midget race. I could totally see that happening. I could too. Racers do. They, they kind of. Yeah, racers do stupid shit all the time. It is not out of the realm of possibility. I actually have a story on that. So one of our, one of the buddies that we raced with in the summer. He, uh, they were racing up in Superior one night, and and I wasn't there because I was working or something like that. Yep. Well, the dude, they were parked way out in the back where there was no speakers, no nothing, so they could tell what race they were on. Right. Well, he actually fell asleep because it was really hot. Yep. And his his RV was cool, right? Yeah. The air conditioning. Well, he actually fell asleep and completely missed his race. Because oh. he didn't know when the race was. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Uh, Tim Crystal is saying they do not run at the same time, usually, or they didn't. They used to not. Well, I think now that the RC Chili Bowl, now that there's so many entries, they have to kind of run around the clock. When you... they start, the RC Chili Bowl starts early in the morning, okay. and then the actual Chili Bowl starts at like five, I think. Yeah, but for qualifying, there were. 79 heats, and we've all race directed. We know how long 79 heats takes to get through. There's definitely going to be intersection, but it wouldn't be as bad as I think. I don't think so. So, anyway, yeah, we went through uh, Silly Season and all that other junk. Anything else? Mm, Oval. Like I said, oval, oval, oval. Oh, I'm saying... (laughs) carpet off-road and i'm thinking about getting ready oh i i won't do too many spoilers because they're talking about it over on the plex show but do you see it was a light turnout because of weather down at the at the um hobby plex hobby plex yep god that's attractive 84 entries they're done at mm-hmm. 7 30 that's so attractive I know next round it's not going to be like that. But what Fuck if... no, do the next round. They'll be at like 100 and almost probably 200. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, <sighs> but what if there's only like, I mean, like I said, last one, when I used to go, it was between 110 and 150. The last one I went to, it was 180. And I said, you know what? This isn't for me anymore. And then I just, kind of was like whatever and you know it just wasn't for me but if it's getting back down there again and i have time to go to this really good mexican restaurant over down by boys town ooh, that that might be a thing again i mean maybe maybe cam says bring your radio joey i have a spare car for carpet i know joey's always down for racing 
When are we doing this? I don't know. Cam just says, bring a spare radio. It's not happening this Saturday because you're working. If I can get out of it, I would. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, should we end this one? Sure, why not? All right. Well, I'm Joe Zare Jr., and with me was my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons, and we've ran out of talent. Later, y'all. Hold on.